Our guest in the studio for the 8 o'clock hour is the mayor of Hamilton County, Weston Womp. And Mayor Womp, welcome to the show. And I have to say I'm a little bit disappointed because I thought our, our, our thinking was that you would be in your high noon showdown clothing. You know, like a pair of chaps and spurs and a kerchief around your neck and a and a cowboy hat and a revolver by your side. Because we've got this uh, this showdown, this deadline that's coming up at... High noon, 12 o'clock noon, is when you are supposed to resolve these issues with the county attorney, Reuben Taylor. So, from your end of things, tell us what's going on. Well, I hope it's at 1 o'clock, because that's, that's the word I got. I was supposed to be there at 1. Um, I, I don't totally understand the, the deadline. I mean, I, you know, I don't think that's... I don't think that was really the intent, um, but at the same time, you know, th- there's been a lot of talking past everybody in, in this situation. So there's no resolution uh, because our county attorney is obstinate and entitled to his job. And that's one of the reasons that we, um, you know, took a big step towards uh, a new direction and uh, obviously got a lot of clap back on that. But there is no, uh, and, the, and the commission knows this. I mean, I've worked one-on-one with commissioners for 22 days. 22 days ago, I took a framework for how we could all move forward. Several of them have been on board with that. Um, they've not voted. You know, that's one of the, because they, you know, kind of pushed back on a decision we made, uh, the most seamless path forward would be for the commission to decide that the county's going to move on. Being the best interest of everybody, of course, for the county to move on, because the county attorney and the county mayor have to get along. Um, in our strange tradition, the county attorney is the unmovable force. Now, we obviously disagree with that, but it's, uh, that's how it's gone for almost three decades. Can you maybe, let's start from the beginning here with this, this Reuben Taylor uh, situation. Okay, so because I think a lot of our listeners just have questions as to why this is such a big deal, uh, why it's become such a big deal. I think most people out there would tell you, I never even heard this man's name until uh, this situation with the county mayor, Weston Wamb. Provide us a window into your mind, if you can. Why was this an issue? You just, you came into office with your own guy in mind for that job? Did you come into office looking to uh, let Reuben Taylor go from the job? Was it was it a big deal to you? Was it a big initiative? How, I mean, where, did, where where does the whole mess start? Well, I think one of the reasons that people are confused is that it shouldn't be a big deal, right? You're asking, why, why is it a big deal? I think we're still a little confused about why it would have to be a big deal, right? I mean, it's, a, it's obviously a moment of change in county government. I'm the first person ever elected into this job who didn't come from within county government. And that's pretty significant. I mean, like, let's w- walk that back just for a minute. Um, 1978. The state constitution's amended to give us our, our modern form of local government. Dalton Roberts had been the county manager, became the first county executive, county mayor. Uh, 16 years later, Claude Ramsey, who'd been the assessor of property, you know, moves from one county office into another. Uh, 16 years after that, Jim Coppinger's elevated from the county commission to county mayor. Uh, Dalton Roberts, our original county mayor appointed Reuben Taylor, who had been on the county commission, uh, into this uh, county attorney post. And uh, he's, he's built a team around him over the years. And he is, uh, you know, it's uh, 
as I said a couple weeks ago, as we've kind of dug further into the situation, we started, Brian, just wanting our own attorney. You know, it's, it's uh, you know, it kind of makes sense, right? I mean, you bring in your team. We've got our own chief of staff. My communications director sitting in the room. We've got a lot of big plans for the county. We're already acting on a bunch of them, have some huge announcements just in the next couple weeks. Right. We'd like to have our own attorney who we trust. Um, and uh, And our transition team, which was... Widely lauded as a real credible, objective, yeah. bipartisan group of people made one recommendation in terms of the major positions in county government uh, right. in terms of a change. And it was this one. I had met Reuben Taylor one time pr- prior to uh, being elected. One time that I remember and uh, nothing personal, but uh, people I trust the most recommended a change. And as I started asking around, that, that sentiment was uh, was echoed, and we had been led to believe that he was uh, kind of ready to ride off into the sunset, and that obviously right. wasn't true. Okay, so it seems to me like the beef here is that, and I, I completely understand, any new administration, whether it's a new White House, a new congressman, a new mayor, whoever, uh, they come into office with their own team. Uh, they've got certain people that they want to surround themselves with. I guess the beef here is that uh, the county commission is just trying to remind you that uh, the county attorney, though, is not a member of your cabinet. It's not somebody that you get to appoint and hire as a member of your own team. It's a county hire, and we're responsible for doing that, and he still has a couple of years left on his contract. And so, you know, I mean, I don't really understand why it's so important to uh, to flex on it, so to speak, but um, they seem to just be determined to remind you that yeah. this is not a position and and in in truth it's not it's not a position for you to appoint no it is state law is exceptionally clear there's the only is the only person who can appoint the county attorney uh, is uh, the county mayor the question is because he was given a contract am i able to fire him he's a department head the county's got a couple dozen department heads okay if we move to fire and in the next few weeks we're gonna move to hire because we have a few vacancies about five different directors from the health department to the highway department and nobody questions we will bring an appointment and uh, and and in fact state law prohibits the Commission from even interviewing those appointments but they get to vote yes or no and by tradition those are almost always 9-0 and now with an 11-0 Commission they they should be non-controversial the only question is whether I had the ability to remove Reuben Taylor because the previous county mayor had given him a four-year contract right. that extended beyond his own term. Right. So we went to the state service. So the state legislature, state legislature created what's called the County Technical Assistance Service, funded by the state of Tennessee, housed at the University of Tennessee. And they exist and have a legal team to advise elected mm-hmm. officials, county commissioners, county mayors, all mm-hmm. across the state. And we asked them, what do we do in this situation? And their uh, their opinion, which we released publicly, in addition to a second opinion we got after that, was in this unusual situation, the previous county mayor should not have given a contract beyond his term in office. Okay. He took away our appointing authority, and so they said you have the ability to fire him. So and, let's and, stop and that's there. That's what led us to take the action we did. Let's stop there because I I do feel like you know some of your reputation precedes you. I think there's a lot of people out there who think classic, you know, young Western Womp comes in like a bull in a china shop and just wants to blow the whole place up and headstrong and do his own thing and not ask for permission. But, you know, we had made the point a long time ago on this show when, when, when this whole dust up first started. I said, I guarantee, you know, the mayor has his own legal team or has at least consulted with people before doing this. I don't think it's as simple as he just walked in and said, you, you, and you, you're fired, like it's The Apprentice. 
you know, so you have run this by before you decided to make this move, you had consulted with authorities at the state level to get interpretation of the law to make sure that you can do this. Well, actually, I, I not only did that. Yes, I did all those things. I spent weeks and weeks doing it. And then <clears throat> at the recommendation of a county commissioner, I got a second opinion, tried to go find the best objective attorney I could find. Hired Governor Haslam's general counsel, a guy from Knoxville who I've never met. And I asked him, I said, hey, I may make a very big decision. I need a really good opinion, right? Don't tell me what I want to hear, but I've got this state opinion, right, from an official state service, and then I need another one. The second opinion came in the same way, and so we decided to make a tough decision. Uh, by the time we are making that decision, word had leaked that, uh, and it didn't leak from us, but word had leaked that we were looking to make a change in the county attorney's office, and that office, uh, you know, the, the legal department of Hamilton County is known in the legal community to be exceptionally ineffective. I mean, that's just reality, okay? And, like, there's a bunch of lawyers out there listening to me right now who are smirking <laughs> because I've heard from them, right? And I come in from the private sector, not the public sector. So I got a lot more friends in business than I do in government. But at the same time, as they're not people in that office who just heard you say that, and they say to themselves, see, this is why we don't like this new mayor. Yeah, and I was elected, and they weren't. And that's what, that's where there's a lot of hard decisions that have to be made. And uh, we've come in, and we've given raises. We've given uh, attaboy. We've shown up in you know at, at uh, in the you know at dawn at the highway department to honor the people who do the hard work of county government. And I'll do that every day for four years. And I've been blown away at the level of competency from the finance department to public works to EMS. Incredible public servants up and down the roster, one of the exceptions, and it's really not a shocker to regular people out there, is that the lawyers in county government created a situation where it's rules for thee, but not for me. And so all the rules, and I mean that literally, all the policies, the handbook has exemptions that only apply to the lawyers. They maintain books of business over there. They don't have the same disclosures. They can use their county resources for everything. And this was done systematically. We didn't realize all that when we opened this can of worms. But almost by day, it gets uglier. Somebody comes out of the woodwork with a story about this malfeasance. And so it's not a great situation. It's an untenable situation. And it's not what the county wants because the county just elected 11 county commissioners and a county mayor. They did not elect a county attorney because we don't have an elected county attorney position. Now, should we? Knoxville does. Knox County does. You know, but in this county, we uh, we exist under and we operate under state general law, which makes that a legal department. It's one of a couple dozen department heads. Were you going to pay him out the remainder of the contract, regardless? No, no. Okay, so that would be the other big beef too. I'm I'm sure from Mr. Taylor's perspective. He's saying to himself, look, if you want to cut me loose, that's fine, but you're going to have to pay me the rest of we the contract. We were told, that, and, and we, again, these were opinions that we released publicly. We were told the contract was voidable. It it's was, not good. It right. was an unenforceable contract in the state of Tennessee. Okay. On line one, we have Flea. Flea, are you the bassist from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, or are you a different Flea? No, I'm a different Flea. Okay. Go unfortunately. ahead. Flea. Yes, go ahead. Okay. Uh, how you doing today, Mr. Wong? I'm doing well, Flea. Okay, I got a question for you on behalf of the disc golf community here. Talked with Mayor Kelly a few months ago about getting a porta toilet at the Sinks disc golf course so the females and the kids can have a place to go to the restroom. Well, here we are several months later, and we don't have one yet. And 
next Saturday alone, after that, the Saturday after Thanksgiving, there's going to be over 180 players play that course alone on the tournament. And I think we need a bathroom out there somehow. And where is this at? It's the Sinks Disc Golf oh. Course off Access Road, right I across the DuPont Parkway, right across the DuPont. Yep. Uh, where the, the soccer field down the road has running water and bathroom facilities. We have neither. Flea, this, um, I've got a buddy who's into disc golf. This, this is fastly growing into one of the big, you know, this and uh, pickleball or whatever it is. They, they, these are like big deals. Yeah. A lot of people get into it's, disc golf. It's very big right now. There's over, in the PDGA alone, there's over 200,000 active members right now. Wow. All right, so we need bathrooms at the disc golf course. I, I, think, I think it would be great. And if we can get the, the, the water faucet back turned on. I mean, we have people that bring their pets, and, you know, they need water. We have families that need water. I mean, you know, like I said, the the soccer field right 1,000 feet down the road have both. We don't have none. Why are you so pro-soccer and anti-disc golf, Mayor Womp? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Flea, I'm texting Tim Kelly. I'm telling him that a uh, guy named Flea on the radio is, look, is looking for his bathroom. <laughs> Hey, look, this disc golf thing, Access I'm telling Road. you right now, it's a big deal. I, I've, I've got a buddy who plays in the disc golf league, and uh, it's, it's a big freaking deal. And, uh, you know, it's, it's like I say, it's right up there with pickleball, man. These people get uh, the pickleball thing is, is, you know. It's crazy. If you fast forward 10 years from now, Ray County could end up being bigger than Hamlin County because they're, <laughs> like, systematically investing in pickleball. And they, I'm not kidding. I was talking to the Ray County executive about this last week, and you bring up pickleball, and they're, they're their city, city manager Dayton eyes light up. Wow, yeah, a big fun. deal. They got ice skating and pickleball up there in Dayton right now. They have uh, ice skating. We need skating. Yeah, really? They have an arena. You're on, I, you're I, on like an ice rink. Uh, it's uh, synthetic ice, Brian. Okay. Don't get too excited. All right. All right. Our guest in the studio is Hamilton County Mayor Weston Wobb, and the story that has been dominating the county commission over the county attorney Reuben Taylor. Now, um, Mayor Wobb, I know part of your issue. Uh, with Reuben Taylor's tenure as a county mayor is the fact that, uh, and, and you alluded to this earlier in the hour, um, the county mayor and a lot of these upper-level positions, this is a point that you have made, they do not have the same rules and stipulations applied to their contracts as other employees in the county. Most other employees in the county are prevented from working side gigs, second jobs that would interfere with their work. Um, in the case of Reuben Taylor... He is employed full-time as the county attorney. He is also still fully employed running his own legal practice on the side of that. And uh, I will say this. One of the issues that would be a concern to me, I just I know enough about the legal profession. I know enough attorneys. Legal work is very intensive work. It's very time uh, and resource, uh, you know, you got to devote a lot of time and resources to legal work. It's, it's, you know, it's not like some guy who maybe works a job for the county who also mows lawns on the side. It is very intensive work that requires a lot of time. And when I discovered, uh, you know, I, I forget what the number is, but uh, in the case of the county attorney, he has worked on hundreds of cases in his private practice over the past couple of years while performing his duties allegedly full-time as the county mayor, look, I just know from dealing with attorneys myself the amount of hours and effort that he would have to devote 
to those hundreds of other cases, it's got to be pulling his time away from his duty as county mayor. It's just that's how intense that work is. Yeah, I mean, you know, going back to this subject, let me say, first of all, that this process has brought me a lot closer to a lot of county commissioners. And the public ought to know that while this thing has dominated headlines, the work of the people has continued behind the scenes. You know, it doesn't make for as good of headlines, but I'm working around the clock with my counterpart at the city, Tim Kelly, and with county commissioners in all parts of the county on important stuff, some of which will be announced in the next few weeks. And I think people will realize, okay, that Reuben Taylor situation got a lot of headlines, but man, there was a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes because we've We've really applied ourselves for 10 weeks here, and we feel like we're off to a good start. Now, that said, yeah, I mean, you know, your concerns that you express there are mine. Uh, You know, what I inherited were a lot of traditions, some that were incongruent with state law, some that had, uh, you know, appeared unethical to me coming from the outside in. Some people who'd been around, even commissioners who'd been around longer, uh, they just, they know the institution of, Reuben Taylor, that's what he is, an institution. He's been in, uh, he's been a part of one way or another county commission meetings for 44 years. And uh, a lot of the functions of county government, as it was described to me yesterday, uh, were designed by Reuben Taylor. And I can just tell you, you know, he, he, what I'll hear a lot of times if somebody's uh, trying to defend the amount of private work he's done is they'll say his contract permits it. Because he has a contract. He's the only, by the way, the only county employee who has a contract. One out of well more than a thousand general government employees. Uh, And the contract says that he can do non-conflicting work, but describes his job as county attorney as full-time. What does full-time mean? Well, he's paid 40 hours a week, like I am. His pay stub actually says 40 hours a week. Uh, What he's doing is then going to two-time in taxpayers, and he's been doing it forever. It's just now, I don't, I don't think the political environment we're in has any patience for this anymore. So as the public's heard about it, they're going, that doesn't smell right. $180,000 a year is a handsome salary. And to your point, not only is attorney work intensive, by definition, it takes place during the work day, right? I mean, to be in probate court where Ruben yes. does a lot of his work, that's only open the same hours the county's open and, uh, you know, county business hours. And, I encountered this myself earlier this week. I requested a meeting with Reuben Taylor. He was unable to meet that afternoon. Uh, heard that he had a mediation. I checked to see if the county had a mediation that afternoon. It did not. So you talk about a conflict. He can't meet with the county mayor because he's got private work going on in the afternoon. So unfortunately, everybody has protected Reuben's traditions and Reuben's ability to play by a different set of rules. It's never personal for me, but I promised everybody in this county, my friends and family, and voters, a bunch of them who supported me, a bunch of them who didn't, I promised him I'd come in and bring new transparency and new accountability. And uh, the way he runs his office and conducts his business is a relic of the 70s and 80s. And it's time for that to change. And it, it, I guess that's the point I'm making. I've never met Reuben Taylor. I couldn't tell you what his work schedule looks like. But I know what the work schedule of an average attorney looks like. And I don't, I don't even know what kind of law he practices. But... You know, let's say he's putting in the 40 hours as the county attorney. And then, uh, you know, I was just talking there about McMahon Law Firm. Some personal injury case and his private practice falls on his desk. That's going to be another 20 to 40 hours of prep and and uh, and work during that week. Another 40 hours right there. 
That's how intense that work is. I mean, a lot of attorneys, they're up till like 5, 6 in the morning preparing these cases. Part of what has always rubbed the private legal community wrong is that he conducts all this business from the county attorney's office, often using the county attorney's letterhead, certainly using his, his county email address, using the authority of the job of county attorney to promote his business. And that may have been permissible, again, in, you know, a bygone era, but that reeks of an unethical practice, particularly by an attorney in 2022. 267-1023, Michael is online too. Michael, go ahead. You're on the air. Uh, Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you, Mayor, for taking my call. Uh, Let me start out by saying that I did vote for you. Uh, I like the youth uh, across the country. I think that's part of something that we need to do. But I have two points I'd like to make, and then I'll, I'll step back and listen one, it would, you would think that coming into office, never been in government, that Reuben Taylor would be a wealth of information, even for one year, at least two years, but even for one year in some kind of transitional way. Number two, it seems like everything that we do, or if you do, seems to be a big blow-up. We look When you left the investment firm, uh, the lookout, the stadium, the mayor, I don't know if it goes to youth or the, uh, you made a comment earlier. I was elected. They weren't. It just, it just seems like coming in and trying to learn all that first would be a better idea. And thank you for the time and have a good day. Yeah, I get that. And, uh, you know, the comment that I was elected was made in contrast to a county's attorney's office that works for the mayor's office and uh, is not elected. And more importantly, is not accountable. Right. When I say I'm elected, with that comes accountability and scrutiny and public accessibility. You get a hold of me anytime, all the time. You got a question for me, you call in to talk radio. You got a question for me, you come to me at a public event, you tweet at me. There's none of that accountability. The only accountability the county attorney's office is going to get is from me. I would argue uh, if you look at the wild spending out of the county attorney's office, what I would learn from Reuben Taylor is how to take shortcuts, how to hire people when you didn't want to do the work yourself. It wouldn't be how do you do government well. There's a bunch of people in county government I've learned a ton from and have, again, public works administrator, one of the finest public servants in our community. Our finance administrator is the most competent public finance expert in the region. Uh, We've got plenty of people who have helped me get up to speed as the first outsider to come into county government. Uh, Right off the bat, uh, the county attorney's office was not helping. Uh, If anything, again, they were the preserver of a lot of these traditions that have not helped county government function well. To the point of accountability, uh, you know, again, I don't know Reuben Taylor personally. I do know that Kevin West has reached out to him numerous times to see if he wants to come on this show and address the situation as well, and he hasn't responded. Yeah, that's why I'm saying it's a tough job uh, because the county only has one executive, and uh, the previous county executives played ball with or protected uh, all the practices of that office. I am not willing to do that. In fact, I think in the days and weeks ahead, uh, we're probably all going to learn more about, uh, you know, unethical practices. And I I think Pandora's box has kind of been opened here, and so I'm not sure what all we're going to learn. Uh, but it's not good. Like it, what it's going to tell us is we got an opportunity to modernize the county attorney's office to serve county government well, uh, and to serve the community better. And uh, I, you know, I, I hope in the process that um, I'm able to strengthen relationships with 
Commissioners, that's certainly been a lot of our uh, efforts in the last few weeks, is to admit, hey, the process here could have been better, but we also think it's important that we do what voters asked us to do, and that is come in, bring new accountability, new transparency. Chris is on line three. Chris, we have to cut to a break, but real fast, ask your question. We'll try to get to it when we come back. Okay. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Mr. Mayor. Um, my, mine is more of a personal issue. I live on a small residential street in the county, and um, I have neighbors who love to fly up and down this street. <laughs> now, our current speed limit is 30 miles an hour, which I find to be a little high for a residential street. Um, and I have four small children, so I'm just looking at who I need to start a conversation with about getting the speed limit changed on our street. Can I ask you, Chris, uh, we'll cut to a break in a second here, but what street do you live on or what, what area of the city? Yes. Uh, so I'm in, I'm in, um, I'm right off the of Thrasher Pike. It's called Clearwater Road. It's a single, it's a single road with a cul-de-sac. And we have, um, we have neighbors, um, I live towards the end of the street, so by the time you get to my house, they, they're they using it more as a landing strip than they are um, a residential drive. <laughs> I got you. All right, Chris, we appreciate the phone call. Uh, we do have to take a quick break, but we can come back and address that issue, okay? So it's 8.51. You're tuned into the Morning Press. Our guest here is Hamilton County Mayor Weston Womp, and we will be right back. Right before we went to the break, Mr. Mayor, we got a phone call from a listener. Says he lives on Clearwater Road, just off Thrasher Pike, and uh, it's like the Indy 500 on that road. He's got young kids on the road. People are speeding up and down. Is there anything we can do about that? Well, I don't know for sure, but it sounded like it's a county road. And so if he wants to give us a ring in our office, 209-6100, I'll... Um, I'm happy to follow up on it. I'll have uh, I'll have the highway department take a look, and it may be that we can uh, you know adjust the speed limit or put a warning sign out there. But I got little munchkins, and I wouldn't be very happy if Sorry. the Indy 500 was coming down my dead end road either. Real fast, uh, Spartacus is on line one. Spartacus, how's everything in the ancient city of Troy? Everything good? It is very cold. Okay. Very. Real fast. Thank you for coming in on such a cold, cold morning. Yeah, we only have about 60 seconds. Go ahead. Okay, well, really quick. An attorney suing their own client, that is a lot like malpractice because it violates client-attorney privilege right off the rip. And I've got some questions in regard to the computer system administrator. Why would you need to seize a man's computer when the system administrator should be overseeing what the county uh, computers are actually accessing, you know, where they're actually going and with what type of authority, that, that seems like, like a, a matter of security right there for our county. Well, real um, fast, Spartacus, let me jump in here because we're almost out of time, but Weston, go ahead. Well, yeah, that, that was misreported. There was never any attempt by our office to seize a computer. <laughs> Uh, we do think Mr. Taylor was very defensive on that subject because there's very likely inordinate amounts of private client work on his county computer, but um, there, there was no attempt to take it for the reasons that uh, the caller described there. Real fast, bottom line, we have 30 seconds left. Uh, the showdown is set for high noon or 1 p.m. Will there be a resolution? No, I think there's resolution between me and the county commission in that, you know, they wanted us to uh, comply. We're in compliance. We're trying to get along. We're, we're okay. extending olive branches. But uh, county attorney uh, is quite entrenched, Brian.